0: You're listening to the Caramel Apples Podcast, the show that brings you a retro vibe, both crunchy and sweet, with your hosts, Kennedy Rizzo and Cooper Lee.
1: Lee and myself, you know, we are shameless Gen Xer super fans of the iconic 70s and 80s where from a front row seat perspective, those awesome decades were full of weird and wonderful fads, trends, and crazes gone far too soon. Mm -hmm. Each week, we handpick and dissect bygone era and discuss these cherished past elements and how they impacted us with all its memorable feel goods, then... Into how it shaped the now current view of the known world. Mm-hmm. We've researched and looked at the many highlights and fascinating, most entertaining characters from what is what was called at the time WWF, and as we know, that's the World Wrestling Federation, and now called the WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. So this angle of retro entertainment, like so many of our other retro gems, had a rabid, most loyal following. And it's always amazing to reflect on how well loved and missed these kinds of throwbacks really are due to the whole culture surrounding it. So it was pointed, loyal, and contributed greatly to the beast it became. Yes, you know, it wasn't just wrestling per se, uh,
0: it was the whole encapsulated performance each of the characters showcased and brought to the proverbial table. Mm-hmm. So it really was the individual characters. Um, their animated backstories, and the over-the-top personas that I feel truly made the WWF and the cult
1: following it engendered back then. Oh, so true, Coop. Uh, now we'll be, we'll be talking about one of the more familiar pro wrestling greats, one we honestly, you know, weren't super familiar with ourselves, but got to know and appreciate more through valuable research and fond memories of tried and true fans in their own right. Uh, a.k.a. the hubbies. (laughs) So thank you fans and loyal Orchard Archivers for your most valuable contributions to our retro Orchard tracks. Um, We're going to deep dive into the riveting wrestler, that of Jake the Snake. Uh, Jake didn't play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Jake the Snake was born on May 30th, 1955, As Aurelian Smith Jr., better known by the ring name Jake the Snake Roberts. He is a retired pro wrestler and actor currently signed to All Elite Wrestling, AEW, where he performs as manager and valet to Lance Archer. Hmm. He is best known for his two
1: stints serving in the WWF. See, there's so much exciting things to share on Jake the Snake. So with us just giving some of the fascinating highlights we've discovered, really they're tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> We're no doubt just barely scratching the surface on some of his greatest accomplishments through his tour in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So again, as Coop stated, um, Jake the Snake is best known for his two stints serving in the WWF. So his first round was between 1986 through 1992. The second round between 1996 and in 1997 he also wrestled in the national wrestling alliance in 1983 world championship wrestling the wcw in 1992 and a mexican-based administration in 1993 1994 mm. and that was kind of interesting and then he did the same last one again in 1997
0: okay So he performed in Extreme Championship Wrestling during the summer of 1997 and made uh, appearances for Total Nonstop Action Wrestling from 2006 through 2008. Um, Throughout his career, Jake the Snake Roberts was known for his intense promos, Dark Charisma, um, extensive use of psychology in his matches. <laughs> An innovative use of his ever famous DDT finishing move, which, by the way, was later named the coolest maneuver of all time directly by the WWE. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, Hi, honors, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact Jake the Snake Roberts often brought snakes into the ring, most notably a python. Hmm, okay. Hmm. <laughs> you're like and eh, i'll be watching from another arena
1: near you <laughs> man he wanted to uh be true to his <laughs> moniker now didn't he <laughs> yes he did <laughs> so that is both fascinating as well as concerning <laughs> <laughs> but you know the whole psychological edge and you know bringing the snakes into the ring with him as an integral part of his matches and showdowns <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and ooh. I don't know. I just have to add that if I personally, as you said, were up against Jake the Snake Roberts, (laughs) well, he would probably win hands down because I had long made tracks out of there. (laughs) We don't do snakes. Coop, you did just mention his stellar and frequent use of his signature move, DDT. Uh, what exactly is DDT, you might ask?
0: That is a good question. Well, in professional wrestling, a DDT is any move in which the wrestler has the opponent and a front face lock, inverted headlock, and falls down or backwards to drive the opponent's head into the mat. Ooh. Yeah. Let's play nice, guys. (laughs) Not these guys. (laughs) So the classic DDT is performed by putting the opponent in a face front uh, lock and falling backwards so that the opponent is forced to drive uh, forward onto their head. Oh, my goodness. Ouch. (laughs) So fun fact. (laughs) I know
1: we feel it. Yes,
0: yes. Fun fact, you need a doctor at this point. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quickly, quickly.
0: (laughs) So, although widely credited as an invention of Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, who gave the DDT its famous name, uh, the earliest known practitioner of the move was Mexican wrestler Black Gordman, who frequently performed it during the 70s.
1: You know, rumors abound as to what the letters DDT supposedly stood for, um, including uh, Damien's Death Trap, Damien's Death Touch, (laughs) Damien's Dinner Time, all named (laughs) yes, and these are all named after Jake the Snake Robber's pet python Damien, so, okay, here we go, it's True to his moniker, it's his pet snake. <laughs> yes, uh, your favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm more like mm-mm. <laughs> um, drape drop takedown, drop downtown, and death drop technique. <laughs> <laughs> Say that five times fast. Oh my gosh. So there's many variations of what DDT was for, but um yeah he probably got cute and used them all and intermittently changed it up each time he wrestled a different opponent sure Uh, you know totally to keep the ploy fresh and to keep both he and Damien entertained (laughs) Damien's just like where's dinner (laughs) I work for my food but here's the cool part
0: um when asked what DDT meant Jake the Snake Roberts once famously replied, The end. <laughs> 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 and that response is both classic and wrong. You know, I just love it.
1: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> a fun fact
0: the abbreviation itself was originally derived from a notorious pesticide chemical, dichlorodipin. Okay. How do you say that?
1: I don't know. Oh I can spell hard. it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and spell it. And yeah. so then our fans can write it down. <laughs> yes. So that's D I C H
0: L O R O D I P H E N Y I T R. No, is that L? Oh my goodness. I wonder if you could put that in Google. See if she'll tell us. Hold on. Oh. Fun fact: The abbreviation itself was originally derived from a notorious pesticide chemical,
1: dichlorodifluoromethane.
0: Okay, so did you get all that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank goodness for tech.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So okay. we had that repeated for emphasis. <laughs> oh, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts shared per his pick your poison DVD. Yeah. And did you know that the official chemical name for DDT is like 31 letters long?
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, so try putting them all in the right spots. to <laughs> see. That could be a nice game night for you you and your family. Can we put this word together?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness
0: gracious. So no wonder we weren't going to attempt to say or try to pronounce it. Because acronyms in this case is just fine.
1: <laughs> yes. Acronyms are key. Oh, <laughs> well, seriously, we were looking at this word and it was like, that's a long word. <laughs> I'm a little uh, Okay. Thank you, Jake, for making that easy on your fans. look <laughs> well, back to Mr. Roberts. Um Jake the Snake Roberts debuted in the WWF in March of 1986. Mm -hmm. So a month later, he made his pay per view debut, defeating George Wells at WrestleMania 2. During the match, Jake the Snake Roberts made Wells foam at the mouth um, Mm. when he wrapped his Snake Damien around (laughs) Wells' head. (laughs) Oh, like, ooh, like, kill me now. that is hardcore that is just brutal
0: Yeah, so like you said before he would have just won if you were in the ring with him no i mean obviously for other reasons (laughs) you're teeny tiny compared to him but
1: uh, that's right he'd be like i step on apples for a living and i love it (laughs) and i break their sticks on my knees. (laughs) jake the snake is a mean mamma jamma (laughs)
0: Take so, the Snake's first major feud was against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat uh, beginning on a nationally televised episode of Saturday Night's uh, Main Event 5. No, 6. 6. <laughs> <laughs> In May 1986, he that is Roberts, executed the DDT on Steamboat on, get this, on the exposed concrete floor, right in front of his wife Bonnie, oh and then proceeded- I know, right? Uh. Yeah, it's like we're we're spilling the tea here, and and then okay. proceeded to rest his python Damien on top of a uh,
1: a prone steamboat.
0: That's just brutal.
1: Oh, that is the word for this week. That is I, Jake the snake was a bad mama jamma. He was takes no prisoners. Oh my goodness, could you imagine, like, you, you know, if you, your loved one, which Oof. it said Steamboat's wife watched this. Yeah. Man, what, that would be surreal, because you know they're putting their life in danger. I mean, yeah, it's all for show and right. entertainment, but, right. like, they're still having to make moves, and, Right. oh, that would be, that would be, brutal's a good word. That would be, <laughs> <that'd> be awful. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my gosh, but... Meanwhile, Vince McMahon, he's the owner, one of the owners of uh, WWE now, um, mm-hmm. and Booker George Scott, they were adamant about wanting actual the DDT move to take place on the floor. Um, Jake the Snake, he, he initially refused until Ricky Steamboat assured him that he would be able to adequately protect himself. Oh, So they had, you know, like, you know, this is all planned and, you know, worked out. So they had an agreement. Yeah. Uh, But unfortunately, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was unable to stop his head from hitting the concrete. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, he was rendered unconscious, sustaining a severe concussion.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh
1: and again all of this happened in front of his wife that's just tragic oh my goodness
0: it is like you said you would probably feel like time just froze like you know until you saw them move or something like like what do i how do you respond to that
1: right right oh (sighs) my gosh i mean with the good comes the bad you know and you just have to roll with the punches i guess i mean this is a this is kind of a dangerous sport
0: (laughs) it really is you know and if someone's like yeah i can protect myself if you slam me on the concrete i think you would think twice like yeah i don't think so (laughs) oh Oh my gosh goodness um oh my god you know that is terribly tragic
1: it is
0: yeah so it is noted that although these matches were indeed spectator high adrenaline performances A good many of the wrestlers participating in pro wrestling has sustained terrible, nasty injuries, much like what you commonly find in most sports scenarios. Mm -hmm. Um, But back to Jake the Snake um, and recognizing his microphone skills. Jake the Snake Roberts was given his own talk show segment called The Snake Pit. (laughs) (laughs) Which debuted on the first episode of WWF Wrestling Challenge in late
1: 1986. The Snake Pit was patterned after the ever-famous Piper's Pit, uh, (laughs) where Jake the Snake Roberts would conduct interviews with wrestlers or their managers in order to push, help push, spotlighted wrestlers, as well as get feuds over on with the crowd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the segment was, you know, eventually moved to WWF, uh, Superstars of Wrestling. This move was to replace Piper's pit after Rowdy Roddy Piper's retirement following WrestleMania three until the final segment aired in July of 1987.
1: That's interesting, Coop, and... Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert to the Orchard archives but they're fans anyway, so they know this. Uh, oh, right. So, yes. So Jake the Snake, he uh, segued off of Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> More on him in, in future weeks. <laughs> but back to Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, in late 1986, uh, Jake the Snake began to enjoy an upsurge in fan popularity despite the WWF's attempts to cast him as the unpopular heel. (laughs) So yet another demonstration on how the powers that be try their hardest to maneuver things.
0: Yeah, so on that notion, in November of 1986, Jake the Snake challenged Macho Man Randy Savage for the Intercontinental Championship. (laughs) Uh, Before the match, announcer Vince McMahon said that fans... Uh, would probably support Macho Man against the dislike Jake the Snake Roberts. However, to the surprise of both McMahon and fellow broadcaster Jesse the Body Ventura,
1: uh, any relation to Ace Ventura there, Coop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> oh,
0: these are both crazy, um, but two entirely different kinds of crazy. Two
1: entirely different kinds of crazy. That's true. (laughs)
0: Yes. So the fans cheered loudly for Jake the Snake Roberts uh, throughout the rip. The match ended up in a
1: double disqualification. Oh, boy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Around the same time, the WWF had also tried to set Jake the Snake up as a nemesis to none other than fan favorite WWF heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan.
0: Oh, him again? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i think we've heard that name somewhere before
1: <laughs> indeed we have so <laughs> well, after jake the snake roberts hit hogan with the ddt during an episode of the snake bit <laughs> get this fans responded positively to the attack by chanting ddt ddt wow uh, yeah rather than for Hulk hogan <laughs> what <laughs> yeah <laughs> And this caused Vince McMahon to abandon his initial plan for a feud between them. So, there you go. You know the saying about best laid plans. Uh, Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: Jake the Snake Roberts uh, derived his nickname for seeming snake-like and untrustworthy. Uh Mm Uh-oh. To further fan the flames on this notion... He often slithered into and out of the ring on his belly under the bottom rope. (laughs) Once he reached the WWF in March 1986, he would bring his um, Burmese Python Damien ringside in a canvas bag.
1: Maybe uh, Damien was his uh, emotional support animal. (laughs) Seemed like he took him everywhere he went. (laughs) Right? His (laughs) (laughs) bestie. Jake the Snake Roberts utilized other variety of snakes over the years, um, like a reticulated python named Lucifer, mm-hmm. um, an unnamed devenomized cobra, and an albino Burmese python named Revelations, which actually this took place during Robert's Christian conversion gimmick in 1996.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so after executing a DDT for the pen... As described earlier with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, he would place a python on the opponent to uh, various reactions. Mm, I can imagine. (laughs) Jake the Snake Roberts has been um, praised for his ring psychology. Jim Ross said that Jake the Snake Roberts also stands out for his promo work. Hence, being handed his own segment we earlier mentioned, The Snake Pits
1: you know Coop we this was fascinating this week and and we really could go on and on with so many other highs and lows of Jake the Snake's um career
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: but you know we really honestly probably couldn't do it justice (laughs) (laughs) you know because there's so many loyal hardcore fans of you know Jake the Snake and other wrestlers they have those fond memories yeah that, you know, like just us talking about them, you know, we're doing our due diligence uh, to, to offer this. But I mean, like they have those memories and they know, you know, those memories are gold. So, you know, it's just nice to be able to touch on these things. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we're not experts by any means. <laughs> <laughs> so please forgive us. But, you know, like it is fun talking about some of these people. And um, Jake the Snake was pretty fascinating. <laughs> Um, So before we end our exciting discussion about uh, Jake the Snake this week, um, unfortunately, like so many other cherished pro wrestlers over the years, he's had his fair share of some serious health issues um, that's caught up with him. Mm. Um, But to date, we're happy to say that he's still alive and well currently and hanging in there as best as he can, all the while enjoying his legendary wrestling status.
0: (laughs) Ah, yes, that is a bit of good news, right? We like the oh, the happy endings.
1: <laughs> I wonder if he's still chilling with Damien his uh his uh emotional support Burmese python.
0: <laughs> he might be chilling out with his uh little younglings by now, you know, his great great grand snakes. I don't know.
1: <laughs> grand snakes love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so wrestlers were made in the 80s. Um, That paved the way of the attitude era and lots of riveting diverse array of Mm storylines because of this amazing tantalizing formula of having the good guys battling it out with the heels. These ever memorable wrestling events boosted their popularity skyward, becoming legends in their own right, who consistently and successfully were happy to put on a good show in order to uh, appease and deliver prime obnoxious entertainment
1: <laughs> to their loyal fans Sign, sealed delivered <laughs> that is funny Coop. <laughs> well we're at the official end of our episode this week but that's not all for our retro wrestling characters heavies list and we have a lot more to share with you on that check out our apple snacks that deep dive into some other of your favorite retro wrestlers you just listened to the Caramel Apples podcast. But join us again next week, same time, same place, to go over WWF WrestleMania apple snacks here in the Retro Orchard. See you next week. Bye, and thanks for listening.